be the world champion with a body like that. I am Johnny freaking wrestling. And that's the bottom line. And now, your world podcast champion. Oh, Travis, we're back. We Rammy Jamie left. missed me. Yeah. You miss me, Travis? Eh, here and there. Oh, well, I wasn't saying I missed you, but never in <laughs> mind. <laughs> oh, come on. You know how it is. I got, I got nothing but love. Nothing but love. <laughs> How's everybody doing? Sorry about the hiatus. We've both been busy. Travis school and pretty much my fault for uh, slacking. But yeah. It is not your fault for slacking. Again, we like he was saying. Let me let me go ahead. I'm gonna do this instead of hitting with the harsh reality that Ramsey (laughs) did there. I'm gonna let everybody in on this real easily. So you know, we all have our responsibilities and things like that to do. So we get a little sidetracked with our responsible adult abilities that we got to make sure it is taken care of first. So don't don't worry, guys. We always remember you. Yep. And appreciate you sticking with us, staying tuned, staying subscribed, or however you listen to us podcast-wise. Um, so I've been trying to watch wrestling as much as possible. Besides the Kofi stuff, uh, I don't know. I feel like this is one of the least exciting WrestleMania buildups in a while. Do you feel the same way? or? Yeah, no. As, as a matter of fact, I was talking to somebody about this on, um, on Twitter uh, this past Monday uh, during the Raw episode, and as most people have seen, I've been I've tried to be a little bit more active on, on Twitter. For, um, but I've I felt the same way because there was a guy on there, and I, I'm sorry I cannot remember his tag, but he was a uh, he was talking about how this he feels like this is just another pay per view that you know, they could throw this together at any point or time in any at any other point in the year mm-hmm. and it's just feeling like a, a regular old pay-per-view and i and i kind of have to agree is that it seems like they're just kind of throwing stuff together and some of it's working some of it's interesting but for the most part i feel like there's a little bit of a jumbled mess you know i'm i I don't know about the upcoming Rey Mysterio Samoa Joe U.S. title match. It's it very well could be a sleeper match where it turns out to be absolutely phenomenal because both guys are amazing yeah. competitors. But it's just like this is a rivalry, not even a rivalry. It was just a match that was thrown together, you know. And it it just feels a little rushed, you know, or that it doesn't feel as important as it should being on WrestleMania. Yeah. Um, so how? I mean, I know the biggest one of the biggest storylines is Kofi Kingston. So how yes. do you think they're doing building up? I personally didn't like it at first, but I can kind of see what they're doing now. Really giving him the whole Daniel Bryan gimmick, where it's like you're holding him back really, really hard. And the ironic part about it is, it's Daniel Bryan that's the op- <laughs> the opposite side of it. Is I know what makes it so fun. Um, <laughs> I was kind of like you. I was I was at a point where I was getting a little irritated by it because I'm like, okay, like he goes through the gauntlet match, he wins the gauntlet, and this is of course speaking of what happened here on this past Tuesday, um, and then all of a sudden here comes Vince saying that, oh, you still got one more match you got to get through, and then after this, if you win, then you can go to WrestleMania. And he pulls out Daniel Bryan, who pulled out the old B-plus player uh, moniker, yeah. which was – it's great because, again, like we said, it plays into what Daniel Bryan did five years ago. Um, 
And I think that's awesome that they're resorting back to that because that's that's always something that you and I have said numerous times that they they lack is bringing in the past occurrences that have happened, you know, uh, tying it back into something else, and they did a good job of doing that. But, yeah, I, somebody put out there, if WWE's making you mad right now, then that means they're doing their job because they're supposed to make you mad. They're supposed to get you upset that he's still having to fight for all this. And it's working. You know, yeah. people are people are tuned in. Kofi Kingston is legitimately the most popular he's ever been in his entire career right oh, now. Oh, yeah. And, and that's even going back to the whole feud with Orton back in 2009. Like, he was not anywhere near the level of popularity that he's at right now. That's true. And I also thought it was kind of apropos that they saved Randy Orton for the last guy uh, in know, the gauntlet. Right? <laughs> and and speaking of speaking of tying back into past stuff, they did that on the commentary uh, this past Tuesday as well. They brought up when they had their, their rivalry back in 2009. So it was interesting that they actually brought that up that was 10 years ago and playing it into the story 10 years later. I thought that was really cool from them. I mean, could Kofi Kingston be our next WWE champion? Or Oh, by far. I The only thing that, that concerns me about it at this point is, is it going to be another Booker T, Triple H, WrestleMania 19 fiasco? That's <laughs> that's my only worry. It's almost like Vince wants to troll us and he does those kind of things on purpose. It's weird. He, yeah, he does. And... and and again, on his on his end, that's smart because it's keeping yeah. you tuned in as a fan. But, but I also I mean, will that, say, as a fan, thing, you have to give us something at at some point. You have to give us a reason to come back and watch the hero succeed. But is that trolling working though? Still, because almost if you turn off, okay, if you turn off a fan compared to making a fan angry, turning off a fan and then going to a different product and getting invested mm-hmm. into a different product is different to me because there's so many options now. And this, the scary part is the ratings are consistently lower every year now. So something they're doing, the style, the mold, it's you know, it's maybe they need to change it up and stop just trolling all the time and give us what we want once in a while. <laughs> and and I think that's a that's what's eventually going to happen because the one thing that as as wrestling fans that we've become accustomed to, and I think to your credit and to your point, I think the reason people are rushing for it so fast is because we're we've grown up in an age and a time where storylines and rivalries just come and go so quickly. They don't they don't have time to mature. They don't have time to build up to. Prime example, um, I'm relating back to the old WCW days, the the Sting and Hulk Hogan slash NWO rivalry back yeah. from 96, 97. That took 18 months of build-up to finally get to the climax of Starcade 97, where Sting you know, would defeat Hulk Hogan and retain, or uh, regain, I should say, the WCW title. That was an 18-month build-up. We don't get stuff like that anymore. It's literally one, two, three, maybe four months every once in a while. NXT is the exception to the rule because Triple H has been running that, and had it not been for the untimely injury of Tommaso Ciampa, mm-hmm. um, no. they were they were doing the rivalry of Johnny and, uh, and Tommaso again, and this would have been a rivalry that's played out on NXT for over a year. You Which, know, that's, I was talking to my brother about this. It's, yeah, but I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not feeling it anymore. It's like almost gone too long now. It's gone, they've been, uh, I might be unpopular opinion, 
But it just, I know that people say, like, oh, okay, they're, you know, going for the titles against each other. But it's like, it just feels like overdone now. They've had so are many. You hard, are you talking about Gargano and Champa? Yeah. They've had so many hardcore yeah. matches, so many in depth matches, storylines. It was awesome. So many high points. But, I mean, let it rest for a couple of years and come back to it, not keep going at it. To me, it's like, it's done well. It's the best. To me, it's one of the best long term storylines we've had in WWE in years. And Absolutely. It stays consistent. But it's like, please don't just, you know, it's just a beating, beating it up. Beating, what's called beating to a, I don't know. Beating a dead horse at this point. Yeah, basically, yeah. So, I mean, what we're talking about, though, it's like it's almost like, please, WWE, give us something we want. Because yes. it almost feels like every time, I mean, even the, come on, Kurt Angle, Baron Corbin for a retirement Oh, match. my lord. Does anybody oh, want God. that? Even the even uh, John Cena on Instagram is sharing people holding dumpster fire, you know, it's Corbin. I mean, things like that, I'm thinking... Dude, nobody wanted to see this. I mean, I I know that people don't like John Cena, but John Cena would have been more fitting. It would have made more sense. Well, and here's the thing to that. Uh, first off, completely agree with every sentiment that you said there. Um, John Cena, by the way, just doing his Instagram thing, he's just being John Cena. He's I trolling people. He loves people too. it. He loves it. Uh, That's why I love him. But that that being said, however, um, yeah, nobody nobody wanted Baron Corbin to be Kurt Angle's final opponent because. I think everybody's under the same impression that you, myself, and again, I'll say everybody else, they feel the same way, is that Angle has done so much more, and he deserves a much more high-profile opponent. And it's not that Baron Corbin isn't a a decent opponent, but for and a he's gotten better. Match, he has gotten better, so... Yeah, and, and I mean, granted, he's done great as a heel, and Corbin's, you know, he's supposed to be hated, and he definitely is getting that. But he's, I still don't feel that Baron Corbin is like a main event player. I don't feel like he's at that level right now. Well, and it's not to say that almost, he can't almost, get there. It almost, yeah, 100%. It almost feels like when he carries himself, he doesn't feel super confident yet in that role. Well, and, and actually, I, would, I disagree with that. I feel like he does carry it with confidence. The fact is, is though, is. He went from being this, the very first time we saw him on the main roster, he went from being this dominant beast of, a, of an athlete that was looking that to be... NXT curse. Yes, exactly. And I was, I was one of them that was right behind him. I was like, this is going to be good. And then I kind of like slowly... Baron Corbin in NXT, honestly. Do what? I kind of like Baron Corbin in NXT. Oh, NXT Baron Corbin was right on point. Like they did, they did everything right that they should have with him. It was almost um, like a darker, like Goldberg, where he didn't talk very much, but he just came out exactly, there. Exactly, came out there exactly. and just did his thing. He he was he was still a badass, but it was the heel badass this time. Just like you said, it was like Goldberg, but in the reverse. Why? Why yeah. I love the old Batista. He didn't really talk much, and he just came out there and yeah. destroyed. That's a that's a good comparison too. Just like the old school Batista. And now it's like the second they put a mic in front of him, which he's not bad on the mic, he's just very monotone. He talks like this all the mm-hmm. time, and he's trying to get under your skin, and it's just not working out to the way that probably himself or WWE would like. You know, it gets it's very there's not a whole lot of influx in that. You know, the. The art of the promo is also slowly drifting in WWE too. That's true. Uh, but very, I, very few people can grasp what a promo is supposed to do these days. Um, 
But, yeah, no, I agree. Baron Corbin just isn't at that main event. He's not at that caliber, of my opinion, to say that, okay, Kurt Angle, is your, is your he's picking you to be uh, the last match. That's who it's going to be. And apparently, according to everything I've read, yeah, this has been this the plan all along. Like, mm-hmm. Corbin was slated to be in this spot months ago when they started the rivalry between him and Angle being the GM and then Angle getting – not fired, but sent home for a while. He was. This was where it was always supposed to culminate. I mean, you can kind of felt but, it a little bit. Yeah, and my thing is, is they can culminate this because this is not a good rivalry. It's not. It's, <laughs> it's not, not been good. It, I mean, Baron. It, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's not good. It's it's not played out well. It's it's very just nah. It's just kind of there. Um, this feels like the rivalry that should have culminated like. I can totally see this being a match that they need to do before Mania. Like, put it on the Raw before WrestleMania and then leave, either leave that option open or a lot of people feel like, you know, this is just a swerve and John Cena's going to come in and, you know, take out Corbin or something. Uh, something's going to happen to Corbin where he can't wrestle and John Cena's going to take its place. And that so that's is very, what I think could possible. possibly happen because the outrage and all this stuff and supposedly even Kurt Angle's wife is talking about mm-hmm. kind of upset with this. I mean, if Kurt Angle's wife, who Kurt Angle probably talks to every day, right? <laughs> after Kurt Angle says <laughs> something to her, and like she just either did it because he said it, or she just said, screw it, I'm going to say what I want to say because this is the last match, supposedly. There's never a last match anymore. Honestly, uh, <laughs> I think it will be for Kurt Angle. Just for Kurt Angle, I honestly he... think it is. <laughs> well, with Kurt Angle, he's he. I was actually just talking about this with my girlfriend recently. And she said the same thing. She is she Ooh, finds it difficult status. to watch. She finds it difficult to watch Kurt Angle these days, just because. Remember back when we had Angle in his prime. Wait, and... let's talk about girlfriend status. Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Just trying to throw you off. Oh well, it didn't happen. <laughs> you've you've known this for months, so I don't, I know, I know. I don't know why you thought this was gonna throw me off. <laughs> But anyway, mm-hmm. back to the topic. Mm-hmm. Uh, even she's like, it's hard to it's hard to watch Kurt Angle these days, just because he's gotten his knees are so bad that he's slow. You know, it's there's really sad. there's I'm no other way sad. around it. Speaking of that, Matt Hardy, did he do some? Is he on steroids? He seems like a different guy now. He's not on. First off, he's not on. Steroids. I know, but I'm just kidding. I'm saying like he he cut down so much, and he has yes. way more mobility. And it's nice because apparently yeah. this the time away did well for him. You know, it, he, I mean, I'm got, like, whoa, this is like the most. I mean, I'd say the old Matt Hardy, but he can tell he's 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 not as stiff in the ring. It looks like. Did you see the Did you see the side by side photo he posted yeah, from I'm, the I'm, I'm, Matt Hardy V one character? Yeah, I was, I was, that's badass. Yeah, it was. It was. It incredible. got me all excited. It got me like my nostalgia feelings going. Well, and apparently, from what he said, he's trying to he's trying to convey three different characters into one. Into one, and it's funny because you'll see remnants of yeah, Matt Hardy version one. You'll see broken Matt <laughs> it's, Hardy, it's a little, and then the one that you never much, got to yeah. see because you didn't watch him in TNA. Big Money Matt. So yeah, it's, I mean it's it's different, but it's a little confusing too. It's like uh, well, Big Money Matt is strictly supposed to be uh, like the the old school heel champ. Well, when he was champion, that's when he debuted it. It was supposed to be that old school heel champion that just. You know, he's got all the money in the world, all the privilege in the world because he's the champion, so he's getting paid X and all that. That's what Big Money Matt is supposed to be. Yeah. So 
Um, he's doing all, all three characters in one, and then of course, well, and then you want to talk about the Hardy Boys character too, which yeah. is in there as well. So, but when I was saying like, please give us something we want for once. I mean, it's like the Kofi Kingston thing. I honestly think at the last paper, I don't know. I mean, it's cool if he wins at WrestleMania, but it's it just feels like this, the match still is not official yet. It's the I'd rather them I'd rather them make the match official already and then just start the little storyline and banter before Mania instead of like it's not like they're really feuding yet like Kofi they're not really giving a lot of um, time for Kofi to feel like individual here it almost feels like the group's going against Daniel Bryan it's weird mm. you get that I can see, I can see that um, I will say that I agree that the the last fa- fast lane that pay per view I don't know what in the world <laughs> or who gave Vince the idea to do the handicap match with Kofi. That was dumb. I like, was there so was... let down. Like, what is this? I mean, they're, they're trying to make him look really, like, held back. Oh, this is stupid, man. I was so well, pissed it, off. Well, it, it didn't make any sense at all because legitimately they were in the office. Vince said, you're going to be in the triple threat match, and, it, and I believe he said that it's going to be for the championship. He legitimately said that, yeah. and then all of a sudden – for it to for him to go out and then as he's getting ready for the match, then you get the word, oh, this is not for the WWE title. This is still an X match, but it's like I believe it changed to a handicap match or something like that. Yeah. But either way, it was like that doesn't make any sense as to why they did that, and that's part of the whole WWE logic. Hey, we're just going to throw this out there because we want to, not because it actually makes sense or because it actually goes in line with the story, but it's just because we feel like doing it this way because we're lazy. I mean, look how long it took for us to get, like, a Daniel Bryan push originally, a CM Punk push originally. We never got the Rusev Day push we wanted when he he, he got organically popular. It just feels like I just really hope they don't let us down with Kofi. And I don't want to keep bitching, but it's like they – let's go to – I mean, we've talked that enough now. I mean, going to WrestleMania still, the buildup – for Ronda Rousey, Becky Lynch, and Charlotte Flair has been the most letdown storyline in a long time. I was so excited for Becky Lynch and Ronda Rousey. I mean, it's it's a I'm not usually excited ever for women's matches. And not don't get me uh, don't get pissed off, guys here. But I'm saying like you don't get super into a storyline with two women if you're a guy because they don't really. You're right. It doesn't seem like they don't they don't they don't invest enough time into it. They don't do right. a long term thing. They did all those things. They did the storyline awesome. It was a long term thing. They added Charlotte Flair, which pissed me the hell off. And then it. And, uh, every, this, everybody that I'm aware of that I spoke to about that was the same way. It just it just makes no sense. And they're and now it just feels like first thing Charlotte Flair feels like odd man out. They're doing so much with Becky Lynch and Ronda. It feels like Charlotte Flair is like almost an odd man out here. Uh, but on top of on top of all that, it just feels like they are making Ronda Rousey. I don't know. They're making her like what Becky Lynch should be. Like Ronda Rousey doesn't care. She's a beat up whoever she wants. She has the attributes to actually back that up. You could think in your mind, well, she could probably, if she wanted to let go, she could beat the hell out of Becky Lynch. People know that. I mean, come on. Oh yeah, yeah. So when they're giving her this whole mentality backstage, uh, this these, this video that came out with her talking trash, the real life video of her talking trash about WWE, you can go check it out uh, if you haven't seen it yet. Uh, WWE and all the stuff and saying she's gonna beat people up for real. It's like that yeah. makes her look like more of a badass than Becky Lynch. And it almost makes you want to go for Ronda Rousey more because she's being more real. And Becky Lynch now is feeling so, so fakely pushed now. Like, it's weird. It's it's so, like, forced. Before it was organic, but they 
They don't, you know what I'm saying? It's, it feels so forced now. It's odd. It does, and I and I totally see what you're saying there. And and to add to to your point with that, it's you and I you and I had talked about this obviously because we saw this coming when they were doing the build-up. We, yeah. we both said that we felt Becky was going to win the Rumble, and that was obvious. And everybody could figure that that was how it was going to be uh, to get Ronda and Becky to go against each other. The problem with that was so many people did not want to see Charlotte get added to it. Now, will I agree that Charlotte has earned a spot to be in a main event match for WrestleMania? By far. I, I, I will not take that away from her. Do I think this was the main event she should be involved in? Absolutely not. Because, as we've said on this show, I said that, and, and pointed out to you, that the Becky-Charlotte feud is almost going above the Ronda and Becky feud. And then they're trying to intertwine Ronda and Becky and Ronda and Charlotte those separate feuds, they're trying to throw that into there while still maintaining the Becky and Charlotte rivalry. Uh, we've seen Becky and Charlotte. We've seen it. It's been done. Yeah. We've seen three different, well, what will now be three different triple threat matches within the span of a year that involved the championship and involved Becky and Charlotte in the same match. First one was SummerSlam with Carmella. Second one was the TLC match with Asuka, who became women's champion, and they have done absolutely dick with her as champion. I mean, uh, isn't that another – please, WWE, give us what we want. I am keep saying that because they destroyed the Becky Lynch. Asuka, yep. they freaking destroyed her when it came to – I mean, yep. even even though Asuka holds the title now, it's, she, it's, mean, she means nothing. It means nothing. There's, it's like so crazy how strong and excited I was for her to come to Raw or SmackDown or whoever where she was going to go, and now it's like – I feel. I think Triple H died inside after that one. Oh, I'm sure him and uh, I'm sure not only did he die after Oscar, but I'm sure Shinsuke Nakamura didn't help matters either. Hundred uh, percent of that. Vince, what Vince? There, sadly, is an old school guy. I'm sure once he saw Shinsuke, never took off like the way he wanted. And and granted, they did give Shinsuke a big push, but they didn't push him. They never gave him a title. If they get, they yeah, gave they him. never. They they didn't take the ball when they should have and given Shinsuke the title back in summer. I mean, what two three matches in a row with Styles loses all three of them? What do you expect? Well, and it's not even necessarily the Styles uh, matches that made me upset. It was the fact that they tried the Jinder Mahal experiment as WWE champion, which did not work to what people were hoping for. Did it add shock value for a couple months? Absolutely. But Jinder Mahal beating Shinsuke Nakamura? Come on now. Like, let's let's get real here for a minute. <laughs> you know? There's no way that that would actually happen. Oh, and. No. And that I mean, was the most appropriate time to make Shinsuke champion. The way that it, that WrestleMania should have gone, because you would have thought WWE would have been smart enough um, if they wanted to really put Charlotte into this whole rivalry with Becky and Ronda, fine. It should have culminated at Fastlane. They should have had the match, which they did. But it should have had the stipulation of the winner of this match will go on to face Ronda one-on-one. Not... Oh, Charlotte's already guaranteed to be in there. If Becky wins this match, she'll get added to it. She won the Royal Rumble. She already won her title shot. Exactly. So basically what that's you're why saying I said is before, the Rumble is pointless. Now. Exactly. And it's a, I think I said in the last podcast we had, it's, it's, it is pointless as hell. The, the, uh, just, uh, yeah. It but, um, made zero sense. Let's, let's, let's if break anything, the Charlotte should be facing Asuka. 100%. Let's break the negativity for a little while. 
What? Yeah, we'll try. What, what is something? <laughs> what is something you like? Here's it, guys. There's been so many weeks we've been gone that this has all been building up. So sorry. Oh yeah, there's tons of frustration on that one. <laughs> we'll, come, we'll come back to some uh, frustration. What what's something you like? What what is something you like right now that's going on? I mean, it could be something we've already talked about. Kofi, whatever it is. What do you think WWE's doing well? What do you, what storyline do you think is going to work well in the long run? NXT guys coming over. What do you, what do you think? Well, aside from the the Kofi angle, which we already discussed, and I actually do kind of like how they've done it. There's just been some things that have been questionable on that one. Um, Aside from that, I've, I actually have enjoyed Drew McIntyre's little run through the roster, so to speak, or at least specifically running through the shield like nobody's business. Um, McIntyre's going to be a champion by the end of this year. There's, To me, there's no question of that at this point. McIntyre's going to be champion by the end of this year. It'll either be on Raw or it'll be on SmackDown. I think so, But too. either way... He's going to be WWE or Universal Champion. It's just there's no way he can't be. Um, so far, though, I, I'd have to say that for WrestleMania, the match that I'm actually looking forward to the most is AJ and Randy Orton. You know, it's going to be one of those things where I was not excited for, and now I'm kind of excited for it because I think Randy Orton's going to bring his A game, and when he does, it gets really exciting. AJ Styles always brings his A game, and I think it's one of those matches that's going to be something. I do too, and it's it's strictly because they're not using a hokey way to build this rivalry. Yes, it's they've they've stuck with the way that they're building it, which is simply Randy Orton was the golden boy who's always had uh, the WWE behind him because he started his wrestling career with the WWE. You know, going to their developmental, which was OVW at the time, and getting pushed with Evolution. AJ Styles listing out all those all those factions and tag teams that he did in that promo, which, by the way, that's probably been one of the best promos uh, that they've ever done with two guys on SmackDown within the last year between Styles and Orton, where they were taking jabs at each other for that. Yeah, it was it, it felt so authentic because they were bringing up real points, like realistic points, and finally somebody acknowledged the fact that Randy Orton's RKO is just another version of the Diamond Cutter. <laughs> and I was so happy to hear AJ say that. I was <laughs> like, finally somebody points it out. Like it's it's taken them fifteen plus freaking years to say it, but okay. Yeah. Uh, well, everybody can AJ, see that. I swear, I don't think that they've ever they've ever acknowledged it. On TV, I don't think it's ever been I said think, before. Obviously, Randy Orton has a little more variation where he pops up a little more, and it's, it, it can come out of nowhere, kind of thing. DDP did too. That's one of his DDP's things that come out of nowhere. But I think well, that was that was the original thing. As I've said on this show, I said I've tagged it several times on Twitter when I've mentioned the Diamond Cutter before the RKO came out of nowhere. You never saw the Diamond Cutter coming. It's true. That, that's like, one of that his was, lines. That that was the line. That, that was, was his what line. DDP used to say. That was on a like, shirt. That was on his shirts. You never saw it coming. That was literally on and, a shirt. <laughs> well, and the the thing about it too was DDP was hitting the diamond cutter from different variations before mm-hmm. Randy Orton was doing. I mean, isn't everything in, in wrestling recycled these days? After this many years, oh, absolutely. After this many years, this many movies out there, this many things in the world, it's it's hard to come up with super original content in 2019. It's just hard. That's why when you see somebody like Kofi or like maybe like Becky Lynch. It's so it's pretty different still. Like it's different to see somebody act like who's a woman, but it's kind of like you know, 
I don't know, like, it's hard, we've had it before, China and stuff, but it's weird to see a girl that's, like, beautiful, but also is a badass. Right. I'm not saying China right. wasn't beautiful, I'm just saying, you know, it was, they're different kind of women, you know, or, like, Kofi Kingston, it's just a different kind of style of dude who's never really gotten opportunities anybody else has. It's different still. Absolutely, and I and I totally agree with that. And totally. you know what sucks of all this is that Daniel Bryan, to me, I think it may benefit him still, but he he was getting such an awesome run so far, and then Kofi really overshadowed that. <laughs> but you know what? I don't. Th- I, I disagree. I don't think Kofi's overshadowing Daniel at all. As a matter of fact, I think he's he may doing help. more. It's helping the heel Daniel Bryan. Yeah, actually, because... that, I take that back. You're 100 percent right because you have to have a good heel to have a good face. Absolutely, and yeah, I, again, I. Th- I thought that was so clever of, of WWE this past week to finally have Daniel Bryan, and whether it's through Vince McMahon or not, for him to use the phrase that was used on Bryan during his build-up to WrestleMania 30 of, you're just simply a B-plus player. Genius. Like, it's fine. Like Daniel, Vince McMahon's backing Daniel Bryan now. Know. You know what Which I mean? Which is ironic. So how, exactly. How ironic that the guy... And the authority, if you will, that was trying to keep Daniel Bryan held back five years ago yeah, is right. now the people backing him. But same with Stone Cold, did it with him. It's all the same shit. It is. It's it, Like you said, Stone it's, Cold it's a playing recycled guitar, story. Right next to Vince McMahon, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's know? a recycled story, but in the same sentence, it still feels if different. it's done correctly, it can still have the same effect. It oh, just yeah, has to and be And it can updated. still feel fresh. It does. It does still feel fresh. And it's simply because we have a new Daniel Bryan in the form of Kofi Kingston. And Kofi just came out of nowhere. Like, legitimately, so do you this think whole this, push. Do you think this was planned this came or not from nowhere. Do you honestly think this was not planned by Vince? I seriously. No. I honestly, seriously think it was because they have to give. Okay, Mustafa Ali being injured may may or may not been real. That's right. that's what did it. I that's, know. That's I said this all that on it Twitter. Was to be. I said this all that on Twitter, man. But here's the thing: they let Kofi last till the end in each chamber. They could have easily said, "You're first out," easily. But to let they him go, have. to let him go one on one with a champion at the last minute and give him all those camera angles and all the storylines, it was all pre-planned and intended. Because they could have well, cut, yes. it, they could have cut the it off. Chamber, absolutely. They could have absolutely. cut it off. They could have cut off the camera angles, him sitting there in the ring, upset, all those things. They planned all that stuff, and that's all marketing. <laughs> it is, and and that's and and I'm not disagreeing with what what you said or those points whatsoever because they're they're spot on. The thing about it, why I'm saying and why it was a legitimately out of nowhere push was exactly like you said, Mustafa Ali got injured because this whole run for Kofi was slated for Mustafa. Mustafa was supposed to face Daniel Bryan for the title at Mania. Now, whether or not he was going to go over on Daniel Bryan, I highly doubt that. But I think Vince was trying something, though. rewind, Mustafa gets hurt. They put Kingston in as a replacement. This isn't something that they haven't done before where Kingston replaced somebody. But... Mustafa was supposed to run the gauntlet where they were doing that to find out thing, who would be last really in the chamber, just, just like they did. Everything that they did was exactly how it was supposed to be. But, but look Kofi at Mustafa, got bro. such was... a reaction, mm-hmm. so much more than he's ever gotten, in my opinion, than anybody ever had up until that point, that that's what changed their mind. But that's why because Kofi's they gave him push. those angles and they gave him those spots. They did. They did. That's what I'm saying. What I'm, I'm saying, not saying is they gave him uh, the exact same spot. He obviously has to carry, he he has to carry it. 
He obviously has to carry it. He has to, you know, feel the crowd and do things that ignite the crowd too. I'm not taking away from Kofi because I freaking love Kofi. I've always liked Kofi. Always thought he was awesome. Always thought he should get more and more credit. But I'm saying it just feels like it, not it's not as organic as people think. But it's, I think it is. But it's became more. It's became that way now. Because but, I don't know. I'm just saying. I just feel the way they have the camera angles, the way they have the storyline, the way they had, they had him. Uh, Mustafa Ali could have still wrestled. Technically, he had a black eye. Oh, I know. And well, and hold, let's let's kind of back up just a little bit here because they what we've reported and what you've reported, what everybody reported was that yes, there was a black eye there, but we don't know if there, there may have been something more. Concussion, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because WWE, to their credit these days, they don't always release all of the medical situations that are going on. Mm -hmm. They'll just usually say that he's dealing with some kind of nagging injury or something yeah, yeah. like that. And they give him that time to recuperate. Or listen but, to Dave Meltzer and then... <laughs> but I will agree with what you're saying that it's... It definitely now, it is definitely more planned. Because Vince sees dollar signs when it comes to marketing because Kofi... Oh, yeah. Uh, somewhere where I've, I've read recently, um, I believe it was in the, the Wrestling Observer, they were saying that Vince and the reason why this push has continued is because he's getting – he's warmed up to the idea of Kofi becoming champion because they can recycle uh, the New Day merchandise with <laughs> Kofi as champion now. So he's make, he can make money. You know what I mean? I mean, obviously uh, – okay, so – I had some guy on Twitter, a uh, guy on Twitter, uh, nice guy, but he has he has an opinion, a strong opinion. He thinks that Kofi Kingston is is not, uh, or at least in Vince's mind, uh, WWE champion material or face of the company material. What do you think? So, as a business guy, if you're Vince, you think, okay, he's a long term face of the company. Could he bring in more people to my product? Could he sell more merchandise than the last guy he was champion? If I were to, if you were to ask me, it, this kind of goes to what Daniel Bryan said about CM Punk in Punk's documentary. Um, could he be successful and a champion in WWE? hundred percent. Is he the face of WWE? No. There's no. Kofi could not, and it's not because Kofi's not good, and it's not because Kofi isn't qualified. Mm -hmm. The thing is, is he doesn't fit the mold that WWE is looking for right now. There's two guys. Wait, then he never has then. No, not well. Not just not being, not just being, because... not just being black. I'm saying no, the, no, 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 no. It's yeah, the it, aerial. It has, it has nothing to do. It has, in, in my opinion, it has nothing to do with his color whatsoever. Well, because... most people, most people think that though. The fence man involved. Well, sure, but let's <laughs> face it. This day and age, most people think race has everything to do with this. That's these true. Days. I'm just I'm so, referring to, I'm referring to size and aerial aerial stuff, right? And and that's kind of where I'm going with that. When you look at the guys that have been in that long term spot mm -hmm. of the guy, the only guy that's now starting to kind of break away from that mold. Well, I'm sorry, two people. One guy in particular is now breaking that same mold. Shawn Michaels was the first, mm -hmm. um, because he did the aerial high flying stuff. Uh, Bret Hart is another because he wasn't the normal big guy. But the only other guy that can fit in that same category right now, if they're wanting to build him up to that point, is uh, Seth Rollins. Seth is the only other guy right now that looks like a Bret Hart did back in the day, only he has a beard, and moves like Shawn Michaels did, only he does more high acrobatic things than what Michaels did back in his day. So outside of those three people... Kofi has never fit the mold 
of the guy, The Rock. It was a big guy. He didn't do a lot of high-flying uh, aerial assaults or anything like that. He actually, I don't think I ever recall him doing anything except maybe a cross-body one time off the top rope, and that was early in his career. Stone Cold, same thing. Mm-hmm. Hulk Hogan, same thing. Ultimate Warrior, same thing. Brock Lesnar, you sound like Daniel Bryan uh, right now. Roman Reigns. You can list them. Like, they are there. John Cena. Change it. None of them. Who? Change it. No, all, Who? all things you're saying, you know, Dana Bryan, I can hear him saying change it. Nothing. <laughs> well, oh, change it. I'm sorry. I was like, what? You know, Dana Bryan, you know, like, you know, you're saying things that have gone wrong or, or, or they say it. Never mind. I ain't wearing that joke. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no, no. My bad. Uh no, I I agree. Change it. You know, you got to have a little bit more of an open mind, which is why people have drifted more and more away from WWE and look for the alternatives like New Japan, Ring of Honor, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't expect AEW to be anything less, especially after Double or Nothing. You know, so that's that's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I don't. It's not because again, Kofi's. It's not has nothing to do with Kofi being black. It's just simply. He does not fit the mold that Vince McMahon looks for. CM Punk didn't either. Daniel Bryan didn't either. The only reason that these guys, and Kofi is included in this, are getting the pushes they do is because we are now a more vocal, quote-unquote, WWE universe. Yeah. So, yeah. But, but that just goes to the power of the fans because that means we do still have some kind of power. People power. Not as much because I don't care what – what Vince wants to say, they can cut that big old family promo that they did a few months back saying how we're going to start listening to the fans. Yeah, okay, well, you, you've only showcased that maybe a couple of times. So if you're listening to the fans, which hopefully they are, then that means we'll get somebody else besides Baron Corbin facing Kurt Angle at Mania, which I'm still like you, hoping for John Cena because it makes the most sense. Um, and then we'll hopefully get copious so, I'm glad you're so – if they didn't bring John Cena in for Kurt Angle, I honestly thought it was going to be Samoa Joe versus Kurt Angle. But I guess they're not doing that now, which which to me is weird because Samoa Joe has been hinting and calling out John Cena. So that's kind of weird. And then I thought, oh, so you, wait, wait. So did you mean to say that they were going to do Samoa Joe Kurt Angle or Samoa Joe John Cena? Samoa Joe John Cena. I messed up. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I I thought the same thing too. I thought they were going to go that route too. So, and then I was thinking, well, Roman Reigns has nobody to fight. I guess John Cena. That would be, I don't know, maybe a pass the torch kind of match. I don't know. Um, that, but then Drew McIntyre did his thing, so that's Which I don't mind. It. I don't mind. But then I thought, you know what? Drew McIntyre is actually an even better source for John Cena. Because John, I thought that too. John Cena can lay down. Uh, Drew can go over. It'll make Drew look good. That's your next rising star. You want to be the next big guy. Be perfect. Big but heel. But it's like all, yeah, heel. All these combination of things they're doing, it's like they have all these decent storylines that could be, but then they just throw a curveball. Samoa Joe, Rey Mysterio. Okay. Uh, Kurt Angle, Baron Corbin. Uh, what? You know, it's like. I mean, Miz and Shane McMahon. All right. I mean, we saw <laughs> that coming in whatever. And I bet you that will actually be a really good match, just because Shane. I don't. I do not even like question Shane anymore. He always comes through. Oh yeah, absolutely. It always comes through. But it's like it does make the Miz rise a little bit as a face. But it's like, man, I feel. I know everybody can't. It should be the other way around. Yeah, it really should because the Miz has been a 
true and truth's heels whole life and he's a great heel. It makes more he's sense. He's an awesome heel. Because now awesome we have heel. all three McMahon's heels again. Jeez. I thought we yeah, were going to get... Except Triple H, which is <laughs> ironic that it's Triple H that's which the face. Triple H is like the most heelist of them all. Yeah, and right now he's the face against Batista, he's which lit- is weird. That is very true. But but a heel Batista, I'm all damn for that. Oh, I I agree. I kind I kind of like the heel Batista. I like how I think they were gonna go this route of making Batista be the heel in the storyline because they are adding in the fact that Triple H was the one that's well, supposedly for the last four or five years, but he said, as you've seen, has clamored that he wants to come back and do one final run, yeah. but he always said it was WWE that wasn't biting on that. And so you would have thought from a storyline perspective that that could have easily made Triple H the heel, you know, because it's like, no, I don't want you here. I don't need you here anymore. Go off and continue to play Hollywood um, if you want to do that. That, to me, made more sense. The whole attacking Ric Flair thing and putting Batista as heel and Triple H as your face, I'm still not really into that, necessarily. I still think the match will be decent. I mean, it doesn't but... make sense because because Batista's always calling Ric Flair one of his like idols and stuff. And like a... Exactly. <laughs> I mean, and that's why make... I was like, that doesn't make sense. It doesn't make a lot of sense because, I mean, <laughs> if you look at Instagram and his tweets and stuff like that, he's many times always... Looks so fondly on it. Whatever. I would have more. I would have more been down for uh, him attacking Stephanie or maybe Vince or Shane. That would have made way more sense. Right. It it, it really would have. It would have done a lot more. I think. I think Ric Flair party too much. Couldn't make his little uh, ring event, and then they just had to make Batista beat him up. (laughs) He was probably (laughs) honestly Ric Flair was probably actually hammered and drunk, and that's why he had to be pulled out. Oh, I don't know. I'm just kidding. I mean, maybe, but Rick I, Flair, I mean, that's not unheard of for Ric Flair. That's like that's not a that's no, not a knock not. at him. That's not a knock. <laughs> I don't think I don't think he's ever been drunk though, or has been out of his mind when it came to doing like on camera. Oh, I know. I don't he's, think that's ever been. Oh no, he's been a super business guy his whole life. Yeah, he's a professional at the end of the day. So uh, I mean, he just so. saves all of that afterwards. So. <laughs> yeah, for real. Um, <laughs> let's um. So we asked some questions. I should have put it on there last night, but I forgot. But I asked a question near thing online, Twitter, to see questions for y'all. I'm not, talk, I'm not sure what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say, are you, do you know what you're saying? <laughs> nope. I, I just asked what wrestling or WrestleMania questions do you have for me and Travis today? Let's we only have two, which is rare because you have more. Um, by TM <laughs> Terry Mc, Terry McHugh. Do you really do we really need the Undertaker at WrestleMania? And if so, why? Travis, good one. I really like this question right off the bat. <laughs> Go ahead. No, you're first. <laughs> you know, I uh I've been thinking about that and honestly, I I I don't want I don't want Taker at Mania. In any and form it's... in any form at all, like an appearance, like a like just like appearance for SummerSlam, maybe, or just so he's a part of it. Here's the thing: there, I had a I had a report about it. Uh, supposedly, I think PW Insider reported too that Undertaker and Michelle McCool were at um, the what's it called the training thing. The the PC, yes. They were at the training place where W does all the training for wrestlers, NXT guys. Um, but they were there, and they released a foot a video a picture of Undertaker on one of the WrestleMania semis, which is yes. weird. You really wouldn't include a wrestler who has nothing to do with your company anymore, supposedly, 
on a WrestleMania banner truck? Well, first off, Taker's always going to be a WWE guy, so he's always going to be on advertising for WWE. Yeah, but on a WrestleMania truck, why are they not put Ultimate Warrior on there and Hulk Hogan? Okay, well, that being said, we obviously know Ultimate Warrior is not going to show up there, so the second that <laughs> you put somebody's face on the side of a semi, all of a sudden that you means they're going to be at the event. Yeah. That means nothing, you know? They they carry around and tote around trucks every single year that have different people from the other brand still on the same truck. That's true, like they, but they're usually going to be a part of it or they are a part of live TV every week. I don't I I don't think there's any issue with Taker not being at Mania because I mean come on, let's Let's call a spade a spade. You love the spade a spade. You saw the Saudi Arabia match with uh, Triple H and Kane and them. It's I I love Taker. It's done. His his time. He obviously has done his time. What he is a legend, but he needs to go. What do you think the majority of wrestling fans want? I mean, what do you think? What do you think the good majority thinks? They think, okay, I love Taker, but it's time to. Let's uh, die him down, or he's done his thing, or let him re- let him relax and do his own thing. Because he's obviously not relaxing too much because he has so many events. A couple of events already planned at other events. WB. Sure, he's yeah. doing he's doing appearances, he's doing signings, and that's making and that's great. some money. You're still making money, mm-hmm. but he's not wrestling. The only time he's actually going to wrestle will be with the WWE. No, no, if no ands, no buts about it, and. Him doing appearances now is just strictly saying that he can take outside work, and that's that's fine. I personally, as much as I enjoy Taker, I don't want to see him wrestle anymore. Oh, and okay. I I know, I know that might be shocking. That answers that. I mean, for you, it's kind of weird because you're such a Taker guy. I am a Taker guy. Just I I respect the business enough, and I also respect not Undertaker, but I respect. Mark Calloway enough to be like, listen, who's you've that? Done, who's Mark Calloway? You, I'm just saying, you've he's done he's done his time. He has put his body through enough. He doesn't need to do any of this anymore. If he wants to show up and make an appearance, make your appearance. But God, I mean, no offense to the guy, but you can you could tell just by that Saudi Arabia match, he's he's not quick anymore. He's definitely not the same guy that we were used to. His body is just beaten down now. The guy's in his 40s, you know what I mean? And he's Late been 40s. doing this for almost 30 years now. You don't he doesn't need to do this, mm-hmm. you know? There's no point to it anymore. Yeah, I, he's I, done I what agree. he needs to I agree do. With you. And I love and like I said, I I respect and I love Taker. I'm a huge Taker fan. But if I okay, if I'm being completely honest, and it's strictly because of so the article that came us. out earlier so on the podcast, this week. podcast, you pretty much lie to us all the time? No, absolutely oh, okay, not. Okay. <laughs> but what I will say, there is one match that I will make the exception for. What? Because I know. You, well, and, it, and even he himself came out and said it this past week, that he'd come out of retirement for it. Yep, I heard that, and that got a lot of people talking. It did. And Why not? Only- Why the hell not? Please, WB, give us something we want. Well, you know what's this so is funny a theme. Is, this is a theme is, for I, this thing today. I, I don't even know if it'll be if it would be a match that would be quote unquote good but necessarily because both guys are older. And I even saw slower, tweets though, man. Still, I even, I even saw tweets on this though, and a lot of people comment. They go, people comment on this whole thing as a big article going on. It's like those two are such veterans; they don't have to be agile 
or barely or, or be crazy in the ring, and they can still put on a crazy match with the amount of hype. I mean, look at the Hulk Hogan and The Rock. That, that match sucked, but it was so nuts, and it was so like the audience and everything was so crazy. It felt like an amazing match. Well, and that's and you're exactly right because that's what makes that match. That's what ended up making that match so good. It wasn't the fact that it's a five star classic in ring work. No, more like a it's, one star that match. That match was totally built on the characters. That's that's what it was. Is the fans and their characters. Hulk Hogan has never been an in ring technician. He actually there's a video with him wrestling in Japan that actually shows he could wrestle. But he's never been known for that, you know. That was a speci- that match specifically was a character match. It was not an athletic match, um, but it was at the end of the day, it's it's a classic and it's still fun to watch it just because, like you said, the, I mean, the don't crowd you think most so people Hulk would Hogan be down pro. to take her in that last match? I would be. I, I'm telling you now, it's if this were to happen, and I totally don't see it going out of line. Um, I don't. I think WWE could do this, but do I think they will? Probably not. I mean, but oh, man, it's just it'd be, that'd be exciting. You can, oh, could fuck. you could you see could you see a week from this? Or I'm sorry, two weeks from today for mm-hmm. WrestleMania. Could you imagine if out of nowhere you hear the gong go off and, that's and Taker's in the ring, and then all of a sudden they do yep. the the crow thing yep. and. Not even announced. It was never announced, but they do oh my Sting God. and Taker as a surprise match. That was literally going to be what I said earlier. I was trying to cut you off. I was going to say something like that and or have Taker come out and call out Sting for SummerSlam. I, you know, I think so they can do more, a build-up. I think you would get more impact, and honestly, I think you would have more people tune in to watch it as quickly as possible and get more network subscribers if you were to do it on the same night. Yeah, Don't wait till SummerSlam. Yeah. But you'll, dude, you'll have actually happen. Just be like, hey, look what's because I know for a fact that if that were to happen, I'm sending you a text message right <laughs> off the bat and being like, can you believe this is actually that would be one of the best WrestleManias. That would be one of the best. I mean, I'm not even a huge Taker fan. I'm not even a huge Sting fan, but I respect those guys so much and love their work. I would love. Growing up, I really loved Taker. When I was younger, Taker was I love Taker, but I, I love to hate him. I always want to see him get beat up because he's the bad guy. But it's right. like. It'd be it'd be like the two guys from both different companies that you've always want to see fight, and that's kind of not saying that's why they made Sting, but it's it's a WCW needed somebody like Taker in WCW, correct or no? Well, yeah, Sting was Sting was their Undertaker. He was the guy that never that never drifted, never went away from the company, just like Taker never left WWE during the time that it was very popular to jump ship. Almost everybody jumped. To the other side at one point or time, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. Or or at least had discussions to do so. Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior, Bret Hart, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash. Oh yeah, we know all of them. Hundred percent. You're hundred percent. You're right about that. That's kind of why he's given so much. That's why Vince gave him so much time and effort into his character because he really stayed loyal. He did. He did. Taker stayed loyal. Just and Sting was the same way with WCW. He stayed loyal to WCW. All the way up past its demise, and, I and think then didn't step foot in WWE until twenty fourteen. Do you think that helps Sting's career? Because I think Vince would have trashed him. I honestly feel that same way too, because it made a lot of sense when I when I saw the interview when he said that the reason why I I did not go to WWE was because I didn't trust Vince nor the company because of what they did, and he specifically mentioned Booker T. Booker T. When Goldberg, yep, when or the first he was on run. SmackDown, and The Rock cut a promo saying, "Who in the hell are you?" 
and it but just totally people always wiped give the away rock everything. That, but Booker the rock says a lot of people do what? People give the rock crap for that, but I mean, it's kind of like a you're putting him against the rock. The rock's gonna that's the rock does for a living. He tra- bad, you know, he's gonna do that kind of stuff. He'd done that before. He he did, and don't get me wrong, does I the Billy Gunn, does that, like but still, for it being this was during the invasion where Booker T was team WCW and let's face it the invasion was nothing more than a storyline to completely trash WCW I mean look back at it and look how they made a joke of a lot of their guys yeah granted Shane Helms became the hurricane and that was supposed to be a gag and ended up being one of the more popular characters of that era so that was supposed to be a total rib on Shane and then you had Sean Stasiak who was completely stupid and ran into things who was actually taken seriously back in WCW, they they made a mockery of a lot of their guys. They turned DDP into a freaking overbearing stalker. You know what I mean? Well, you know what? Could've... what? The one thing about that is, though, DDP in WWE, to me, he did well with almost... It, personally, I always thought he did well with everything he did. Like, it was all it was really good. I thought I liked him a lot. Like, everything... The whole know. positively... The positively page thing that he did... Yeah, I hated was, it, but I liked funny. it. That was funny. Yeah. But the, I've always said the stalker gimmick that they gave him went a little too far after they initially did it. Like, as I always told people, if they had gone the route of have DDP, like, don't change anything up into the reveal and then the confrontation at King of the Ring. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't do anything different. Do the whole thing where he videotaped Sarah, did all that, revealed himself. Because during that promo, if you go back and listen to it, he said, Taker, I'm using you to get to the top of the business. It had nothing to do with he actually had an attraction to Sarah. It had nothing to do with him actually wanting the Undertaker's wife. It was strictly just to get Taker's attention. And that's how you could have built that rock. That, that storyline could have been better in so many ways, honestly. But it, it, it started off really well, though. <laughs> it did. It did. And they... They just unfortunately took it too far and made him the obsessed guy yep. and said that it was all about Sarah. It was like, no, it wasn't. Like, mm-hmm. why did you go that route? You could have you could have still easily had a story with DDP and Taker because you gave it such a realistic start, you know? Yep. You didn't have to go into that obsessed version of uh, of a stalker that he became. 100%. You know, that was, that was where they failed it. Uh, last question real quick. Live bird upon my chest said... Do you think WWE have has botched Kurt Angle's retirement by having wrestled Baron Corbin double WrestleMania? Personally, I would have said Cena, Triple H, or Taker. Or do you think WWE is going to swerve us at the last second? Well, let's see. We've already we've already said it. Yeah, several times on here. Yeah. I think you and I are under the same impression at this point. I just wanted to read it and tell you. <laughs> I think you and I both agree that if they actually go through with Angle and Corbin as his final match, yes, they botched it completely. If this is all, and I feel like at this point, it's going to be a complete and total swerve. And according to an article I read earlier this week, there was so much backlash from Corbin being announced mm. that WWE has apparently uh, reportedly considered changing it because it had such a bad reaction. I think but I also, excuse me, I also read that they are thinking of keeping it because they like how negative of a reaction it got oh, because geez. it's still heat towards Corbin. So... They, I don't know. They, they, they need to know the difference between heat and exci- heat. Like heat, like a good heat, 
in like heat where people are bored and is like not want to tune in for it. They like and like pissed that off t- that you're actually going to do this to Kurt Angle. Yeah, man, Kurt Angle. Yeah, especially Kurt Angle is like I know he he I don't know he stayed pretty true to the company up until you know his drug stuff. Well, and that's even debatable. I even watched a video this past week. He spent more time in TNA than he did WWE. Really? Yeah. Well, at least he got out of WWE the right way. He didn't like burn bridges. Uh, that's not exactly true either. What? Because he requested for his release because they told him to go to rehab and he refused. Oh, I thought he gave him like a notice kind of thing. No, he, he asked for his release because they said, you either go to rehab or we're not going to use you. And he said, we're, okay, fine, then I want my release. So I I that's why they split in the first place. Oh. <laughs> yeah, guess, so it I mean, wasn't, I I it wasn't that. on I just, I just swell terms. Yeah. That's well, also why he trashed WWE for a while, too. True. Um, any last words, El Surrey? No, I think we got a lot of our aggression out that has been <laughs> held up. That ruthless aggression that we have had for weeks on end. <laughs> All comes for full circle, doesn't it? That doesn't it? Hey, by the way, I'm wearing my Creed shirt that says full circle on it, too. Don't tell people that. <laughs> so you much, just, so much you just lost so We just lost so many people who, who watch us now. You said that? Whatever. Don't They don't watch us. They listen to us. Genius. Whatever. Either way, we still lost them. For my no, stupidity, we did not. For my stupidity in your Creed shirt. Well, you don't forget you. Creed is still a good band. So I far. like Creed, but the majority of people just destroy them online. That's okay. They're a bunch of haters, and they probably hate Nickelback. I, too, I so. also like Nickelback, and I've been I've been less. Thank you. Ask, Thank ask you. my sister. Ask my sister. I've been playing them all week at work recently. That's all I'm saying is it's a bunch of haters. Sorry, I, really I grew up with less. them. Maybe I am a corporate guy. Whatever you want to say, who cares? If yeah. I, if yeah, I enjoy, yeah. if you enjoy Britney Spears or whoever, I'm not gonna diss you on that. Whatever. I'll diss you if you listen to Cardi B. I'll tell you that because I hate that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I shouldn't say hate. Uh, I strongly dislike her music. So yeah, she, I mean, she has some catchy, has some catchy the background music, but man, man she is freaking annoying. Don't give her any. Her background music is good. She doesn't make the music. I'm talking about the music part. Her all right, her, her, all her right. lyrics and stuff, and her. Oh god, she is annoying. Oh, it's like she sounds like a freaking uh, turkey. I'm a. Freaking boss. Uh, I'm going to do it right. Yeah. Like, it's the same thing I hear from everybody else this day and age. That's yeah. why I don't listen to a lot of hip-hop because it all sounds the same. Oh, well, I listen to hip-hop. I listen to everything, but with – I don't. I do too. I just don't listen to a lot of new-age hip-hop. Give me 90s, 80s, early 2000s. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Def- oh, 100%. Definitely. I prefer I prefer a Master P over Wiz Khalifa anyway, any day. Uh, absolutely. Give me Tupac over whoever – you want to throw out these day and age? I don't care. You know. Yeah, or all these I'll be guys listening you can to auto, Tupac and Auto Tune Lean half the time. <laughs> we're old school. Leave me. So yeah, leave us alone. This, we're definitely showing our age, Travis, in this podcast. That's all right. I'm I'm a I'm a 28 years young, so I'm cool. Well, guys, thanks for tuning in, and uh, I'll let Travis uh, take it away. Oh, okay, I might be a little rusty here on this one, so give me a minute. All right, guys. So. If you would like to follow us at our amazing show, because obviously you listen to us, thank you for doing so. Please continue to follow us over on Twitter at Rumbling Reality. You can follow Ramsey and I separately at WWE Ramsey for Mr. Ram Jam, at Travis underscore Falhawk for myself. And we will be back next week with a new episode as well. 
I'm currently not on Facebook right now, and I think Rami is still on Facebook, as is the Rumbling Reality page. So go like us yeah, over there, say, too. Rumbling Rumbling Rumors page. Don't add me on Facebook because I won't add you back. It's my personal page, bros. Boom. See, <laughs> yeah, we're not going to get too personal with y'all, so back off. You know. <laughs> well, just more than family and close friends. <laughs> no, for real though, guys. Go and please follow our pages. We we appreciate y'all. We always appreciate y'all listening. And come back next week when we got another episode heading your way. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week. And because Ramsey doesn't like me saying peace out, I'll just say okay, bye. Oh my god, I hate that cricket commercial. <laughs> it's stuck in my head nonstop. Bye. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye, bye. <laughs> Bye, guys. See you next week. Peace.